This is a Federal News Network podcast. The award in 2017 of the FirstNet First Responder Communications Network contract to AT&T, well, it didn't end the competition for first responder agency communications. Yesterday, we heard from FirstNet operator AT&T. In the fourth and final part of our series, FirstNet Update, we hear from the Senior Vice President for Public Sector at Verizon, Mike Majorana. He cited the fact that the first net award to AT&T resulted in a first responder network built on commercial standards, and therefore Verizon could keep a hand in that market. We decided to elevate how we show up for public safety as well, again, knowing that the benchmark was a commercial network. So if you take Verizon's commercial network, which has 450,000 square miles more coverage than AT&T, and the reputation for being the most reliable, most secure, and you add on top of that priority services, preemption services, mission-critical push-to-talk, and applications, we know that our customers, particularly at the local level, work with the companies that they trust and will deliver the best service, we knew that uh, we can compete. So uh, at the end of the day, um, FirstNet is an option. Verizon is an option. Um, We work closely with our customers, federal, state, and local, to ensure that we fully understand their needs and that we can enable for them the outcome of Uh, what they are intending to do to be able to better communicate, collaborate, and respond. Uh, Good for Verizon and good for other companies. FirstNet is not mandatory. What happens in a given area where there might be several jurisdictions, say a county in a city or within a large city, and one agency has FirstNet, the other agency has Verizon or maybe somebody else we don't know? What about the interoperability issues in a situation like that? So, again, everything's built on open 3GPP standards. Uh, Verizon and AT&T customers can call each other. Verizon and AT&T customers can text or email each other, just like you do today. What Verizon is advocating for is further interoperability with FirstNet. We've met with FirstNet. We've met with AT&T. We've met with the Department of Commerce, the NTIA. We are advocating for end-to-end interoperability around priority, around preemption, around applications, ensuring that nothing is being built proprietary that would disadvantage a federal, state, or local agency that chose not to use FirstNet. We know that it's all based on 3GPP standards. We know that the technology is there. We need the right people in the room to help elevate the conversation to work towards a common goal to ensuring, again, priority, preemption, application, and push to talk are interoperable as well. And if you look at the total addressable market for either FirstNet or Verizon services in the public safety high-priority area we've been discussing, what would you say the take-up is percentage-wise so far? Do we know that at the federal level and at the non-federal level? The take-up of? Of all the agencies that could use this service, how many of them are? So These for, services. Yeah, so great question. Uh, we work closely with, for instance, the Department of Homeland uh, Security Office of Emergency Communication. We've supported wireless priority service and government emergency telecommunications for a long time. Hundreds of thousands of customers are um, are, are, are leveraging that priority uh, service. Um, when it comes to the capabilities that we offer today, Verizon over the years has earned a significant portion of the market because of our coverage, because of our network performance, because of our support. Um, we are aggressively marketing and promoting the capabilities that we've just discussed around priority, preemption, um, application ecosystems, 
and elevating the conversations. These services are all on government contracts. The uh, government customers are starting to adopt them. One thing I will say, uh, since the uh, inception of FirstNet, Verizon uh, Verizon's government business has, has only grown. I say FirstNet is a tide that's raising a lot of boats. You've got more industry partners, large, small, medium technology companies, all excited about delivering capabilities and solutions for first responders. That competition sparks innovation. That innovation sparks capabilities for the customers that need it. We're speaking with Mike Majorana. He's a senior VP for Verizon Public Sector. And let's move on to the topic of 5G. Seems more like hype at this point, and I hear a lot of promises of what 5G can do. What are the technical differences? Well, insofar as you can answer in a so, short time so Verizon, between that and LTE. 5G is not a marketing campaign, nor is 5G a software upgrade on your current 4G phone. Yes, we all know that one. Um, so what Verizon is stating, here are the four tenets of 5G. Number one, you need deep and rich fiber backhaul assets. You need densification of fiber to deliver the cap- uh, the capacity and the throughput that 5G promises, number one. Number two, you need cell site densification, small cells. No longer will you see the big uh, cell towers in the sky propagating over miles. You need cell sites at practically every 1,000 feet to deliver on, again, the latency and the throughput promise. You need new spectrum. Uh, In in Verizon, we have ultra-wideband spectrum. Uh, meaning uh, extra capacity, the lanes, if you would, are, ex- are, are 100 times what they were uh, with, uh, with 4G. And then you need a new device. You need a radio that has a 5G chipset. We're excited that in 2018, Verizon launched uh, three fixed wireless uh, markets for um, consumer broadband. Earlier this year, we launched uh, two mobility markets, one in Chicago, uh, one in Minneapolis for true 5G mobility. Um, There's a lot of great information uh, on the web about how successful those markets have been. And we're currently in the process of launching 20 additional mobility markets where we've got the spectrum, where we've got the cell site densification, where we've got the um, rich fiber backhaul, and where we'll have the new devices like the Samsung S10 5G. Washington, D.C. is one of those cities. I want to invite you, um, Tom, to our 5G alley uh, here in Washington, D.C., to experience some of the really exciting use cases um, that 5G will deliver for public safety. And a question some feds have had about 5G is how will it support the cybersecurity protocols they're used to, the ICAM standards and so forth. Is that all carrying over from the LTE systems to 5G? And we're working closely with the federal customers that you would expect we would be around, uh, not only the security but also the supply chain around 5G. I'll I'll say it this way. Uh, Verizon has as much commitment to securing our networks as we do to building uh, the reliable, high-performing networks. Um, We are adhering to and continue to Uh, work um, with uh, government and with industry to ensure that uh, our 5G networks are the most secure uh, networks that they can be. And when it went to the generation after, say, 9-11 of police communication equipment, first responder communication equipment, the investment required was a big hurdle for many, many agencies. From LTE to 5G, you mentioned a Samsung smartphone and that type of device. Do you expect the equipment needs to be a lower hurdle than it has been in the past between generations? I think when you compare the uh, equipment uh, costs for a a land mobile radio or for a hardened laptop uh, in the squad car, um, the investment for a 5G 
uh, smartphone that can go uh, in and out of a squad car, stay on a, um, a police officer's body, be a, uh, a beacon, if you would, for other connectivity uh, in addition to voice and data, but uh, body cameras or other uh, IoT, uh, machine-to-machine type applications to really bring more intelligence to the officer real-time uh, so she can respond uh, faster and better for her uh, community. 5G will exponentially increase the amount of connections available and ultimately the use cases for um, a mobile uh, connection. So something with a big battery might help. One of the tenets of, uh, of 5G, and, and we'll share with you the eight currencies, um, is um, extra long battery life. Um, so uh, we also sell car chargers for those uh, that need a, a boost. Yeah, I think I've got a drawer <laughs> full of them somewhere. Mike Majorana is Senior Vice President for Public Sector at Verizon. We'll post this interview plus the other three parts of our series, FirstNet Update, at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive.